up for permission. But I'm starting the recording now. So now it's recording. Okay. That's it's recording. Game so. sucks. Well, let's let's start then uh we'll just skip our intro. We'll just get right into it. We had uh, welcome to the podcast, everyone. We clearly have had a shit show trying to get this recording. Ring Central's down. Tried Google Meet. Now we're on Zoom this time. It's, James, uh, can I say something to interrupt you real quick? Who would you think is to blame majority wise for this, you know, incident? The people at Ring Central. No, James doesn't want to hear us. He, he doesn't want to hear us speak. He's Those trying to de platform us. Yeah. Well, then go ahead. I won't even say anything to start. Kick us off, Billy. You want to speak? Speak. No, no, no. Do your thing. I'm here. I'm here just to uh, watch it, uh, to riot and talk shit to you. What do you want to write about? I mean, dude, you're commissioning. What about it? You trade just everything. So I'll, you just get into it and we'll get there. No, no. I, mean, I, I don't mind setting the floor if you guys want. I, I think one thing I've wanted to address for a while now after hearing four or five podcasts is the gang of Pensix that all have this groupthink mentality of attacking me and trying to create a narrative to the innocent-minded people of this league that I am a certain way when it couldn't be farther from the truth. I am the man of the people. I was in the basement. To try to flip the narrative that James is somehow now the nice guy. I wish I had the quote from that last podcast where they're like, you know, James isn't even really that bad anymore. I it's Tyler, crazy. I don't think I don't think people consider me the nice guy. I think you they just think you have surpassed me as the villain because of how you built your team, because you are the only person to blatantly tank. I mean, Billy did some blatant tanking in year one, but Billy's team was bad in year one. It, it wasn't the same. You did blatant tanking with a decent team. And and that's and and your trades this year have have been more one-sided than mine. So I think what, people have have viewing you as surpassing as a villain because of that. What did my blatant taking get me? This was something Andrew, I think, said at the end of the last podcast that I think a lot of people don't really know. Um let's let's take a look. Your blatant tanking last year. You mm -hmm. used the pick that you tanked to get as the crown jewel, the most valuable piece in your trade package for Justin Herbert. Question. So, Do you think that that pick, if it was moved to the fourth spot or the fifth spot, if I weren't to have taked, would have made a difference in that deal? I think it was the third spot. You gave him the third spot and the fifth. Um, so there's a big difference between – third and fifth and third and sixth no, um, I, no I think I, I think you already didn't give up enough so i think it would have been yes even more one-sided justin herbert's a top five no doubt player arguably top three in dynasty and he was worth three three first round picks i'm i'm kind of on record saying that in every podcast I know. and you did do a little taking the year before when you got trey lance um as, who has done which, nothing who, who hasn't done anything for you. so um, but you know, with that, of course, uh, you would uh, would factor in the second round picks because it would help you in every round and whatnot. But, but no, the the main way you built your team, um, th the tanking got you 
higher draft capital and you used your draft capital for some draft pit or for some in some trades that I that I've been on record saying I think your trades you've ripped people off more than me and I think that's the other half of why people are saying well, you're the villain the people like is, seeing people like seeing the even yeah. trades people thought I was the villain because a lot of the trades I've made please bill no I, I think Tyler uh I mean, he's becoming a villain, but he's not the villain. James, he'll stay number one villain forever. Because I've won. Just because of your, your consistent trade raping. Tyler took advantage when people were hungry to 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 sell, while you just take advantage of people just all the time, nonstop. Okay, what's the difference between – you say Tyler took advantage when people are hungry to sell, and that's some of the trades, but he's made trades throughout the year. He's made I've made trades throughout the year. We've made trades at similar times. What's the difference? Could I add something to that, Billy, if you don't mind? It seems yeah. like James's problem is not with the tanking itself because it really didn't resort in a major difference for my team pick-wise. It comes down to what I was able to do with those picks – that has caused the reaction from James, which I think yeah. are two different things. They, they are two different things. And I am way more upset by the tanking of the two. Tanking in general, even if you had just fucking completely botched the draft picks, the principle of tanking is completely wrong. And I that's the agree. thing. I, that's what, what I don't I don't like tanking at all, but I also don't like having a trade partner that you just continually sleep with and are the same person as Ben. <laughs> So that to me is just as bad as you taking advantage of someone who maybe not know what the hell they're doing in fantasy football. Um, rather than someone who knows what he's doing, he's taking advantage of the rules. And now we have rules in place that are preventing that. Okay. Well, two separate things. Which do you want to talk about? The trades or or the tanking? Or are the uh my trades or the tanking? Because they are two different things. I don't want to try and group it all into one conversation. Really? And you said what with with the tanking, Billy, you said you're not a fan of it. Tyler, you you trying to say that Pinsix are trying to create a narrative? No, everyone is saying that. No, no one's a fan of no, the that's tanking. not what I'm it's saying. You against everyone. I'm saying the Pinsix have created a narrative, not that they're trying to. I'm saying that it's already been completed. It's there's four podcasts on the record of this narrative. <laughs> Even before the podcast, people, it's, if you just talk too casually, everyone is against tanking. You're the no, only it's, one it's, who's not. It's more so the narrative of trying to paint me as a villain, I think, is the Pensick narrative. I understand that I am in the minority when it comes to tanking. I can accept that. Tyler, I say embrace it. I, as someone, the, the reason, it what's that uh, movie? Hate us because they ain't us? People, the reason people have uh, are saying you're a villain, the tanking is the reason I'm, I'm against you, is the tanking. I hate that. Even It doesn't matter what you do with the picks. Just the tanking I hate in general. Um, the taking advantage of trades is something people don't like, but ultimately when you build a team that's good, people are going to hate, especially if it, it maintains continued success. And that's why I have been the main villain for so long is I'm the only team who's never missed the playoffs. I mean, I have in, we've been around eight years. I've been to the final six times in eight years and I have four championships. Uh, the only other team who's been to the, playoffs um i mean second most of sam's been to the playoffs five times yeah, billy's sam, been to the playoffs oh. four times and that, that's not including this year so i guess i haven't added that in so nine out of nine for me so um so it's the continued success that people are kind of sick of it and that's why every year it extra it adds on to it 
or me becoming a villain has just grown year over year over year because of it's how you got there though you continue you you're never happy with the team you draft you trade way too much and you're the only person offering people and they don't necessarily need to trade but you keep pushing and pushing and throw in an extra something that makes it sound good and they're like you know what all right he's the only one talking to me well the person that traded with you never even had a chance to talk to the rest of the team teams because they weren't planning on trading. You yeah. just put them in a corner and said you're going to trade with That's not James, let me that. add on to that, please. Give me, please. Give me an example. Give me no. an example of specifically when that happened, Billy. We don't need you and I don't think examples. Ever. You're just you're just assuming how it plays out. I don't I don't try and trade with you, Billy. I've reached out to you. You reached out to me, yeah, for like my top players when I've told people I don't want to trade, but you're just you keep you just sidebar text everyone the hey man what what I, I don't sidebar text you I texted you and and made you an offer for Justin Jefferson at one point and you said no and I dropped it that's because Billy mean, won't fall for your game admit your mistakes <laughs> Billy You're won't fall for that. so you guys so you guys are basically saying that no one else in this league is confident they're all a bunch of idiots is that what you're doing no absolutely not they just are sick of your harassment and give in but you I see? don't harass if if you tell me no I drop it. No, That's then you're like, true. okay, well, how about a third? <laughs> you see how we bring up James's harassment and he turns it into, we think that the yeah. league is competent. That's him painting a narrative about mm-hmm. what we're talking about right yeah. now. That's not what he said. That's, that's uh, I'm not, I, if people say no, I do back, I back off. I mean, that, that if, if it's close, if it's a negotiation back and forth, and I'll give you an example, Sam and I negotiated for a Tyree kill trade for a long time, back and forth. And he was on the fence about something. And then, you know, I just will throw tweaks to it, tweaks to it, and trying to make something work to get creative with it. But if he ultimately says, no, I'm not interested in a deal centered around Tyreek Hill for this player or this pick or whatever, we stopped talking as soon as he said that. If that's true, do you think you overtrade or do you think that the amount of trades you do is normal? Well, okay. First off, what is normal? And second, I uh, with the normal, I wish there were more trades in the league. I like the trades, but personally, I wish I could trade more. Of course, you do. I like trades. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't like think I don't every think trade. I, trade. I think the, the thing is, I will win trades all the time. sixty to seventy percent of the time. I don't always win trades, and the thing is, so the quantity. If you do it over and over again. <laughs> across that you're a gambler billy you know how it works is 60 accurate most of the time then it improves you i remember when we did that stafford trade james there was a message in group chat saying that this may be the first time i think james has lost a trade and that was two years ago so for you to say 60 to 70 percent you win i don't know i don't remember a lot of your deals but it I remember that. Look text back. I have records of them. If you want, if I'll go through them with you. But and that Stafford trade was a win-win in that that Stafford trade. It's the exact same as the Stafford trade in real life to, with Detroit and uh, the Rams was a win-win. The Rams got their Super Bowl because of that trade. And now the Rams are going to have a top five pick that's going to Detroit. And so it's a win-win for both teams. Last year, I overpaid for Stafford, knowing I overpaid for Stafford, because I needed to make a move to go all in. And I did. And I won the league last year. So that's a win. If you ever have a chance where you can win, I will sacrifice future because to go all in and do it. And that's what I did. And that's 
part of the reason everyone said they were saying the podcast last time that we as a league created the monster of Tyler. I was, I had a bigger piece than anyone because I gave you two first round picks um, that you used to flip, you know, in good in trades, but um, it was a win-win because that trade ultimately led to me winning the league. Without that trade, I don't think I would have beat Billy last year. But I did beat Billy last year. I wanted like a half a point. What? I like a half a point. <laughs> Without home field advantage, I would have won. You had home field advantage. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> James is changing the narrative again. Uh-huh. I feel like this whole time, James has been talking about how good he is. And, like, he has uh, a sheet in front of him, a Google yeah. Doc open with all his accomplishments. You can't see him reading off of it? James, can it, you not take constructive it's the, it's the Google Doc we all have. <laughs> Just look at it. It's it's of course it's all my accomplishments because I'm the most accomplished person in the league. And but, it's uh, not just me talking about how good I am. It's me defending myself against you guys trying to talk shit to me. Well, that's what I do. I riot. I'm here to riot. Everyone okay. in the group knows. Well, I'm how here about to this? In, instead of before you can get too much into your riot, because I asked you what you wanted to riot about. You didn't even have anything. You didn't even know. You were just waiting for Tyler. You just like to latch on to something else to riot. You didn't have something yeah. to fire about. So let, let me ask you this. There were a couple questions that carried over that you never got asked. I'm not going to ask them all because I don't want to go down that tangent forever. But there's one that Ben's asked me a couple times. He's like, you have to ask Billy. And that's which Pensick is the best soccer player in their prime. Um, it's tough. I got to play with all three of them. I only got to see Sam my freshman year when he was with Sam. Yeah, well, in high school when I I was a freshman on varsity. He was a senior. I believe he played. Sam uh, never played soccer in high school. He quit in oh, like eighth grade. Or in like oh, life. So I don't know, Sam. Sorry, Sam. Uh, James, I played a few years with. I'd say, I mean, I got to go with my boy, Andrew, because he had a long throwing. <laughs> and he was just stout defender. Uh, and we just connected. I was the keeper. So definitely, Andrew, you're the fastest. You were the most uh, uh, willing to get your 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 uh, uh, head stuck in and and tackle and be fast. But uh, Andrew takes the cake. It's funny. When I asked Sam and Andrew that question, both of them immediately said, he's going to say anyone but Andrew because he hates Andrew the most. <laughs> no. And honestly, Andrew's awesome. Obviously my favorite. I just hate James during this during dynasty. I'm in another league with James, but I'm quite fond of James. Just James being my commission dynasty and him being good. He's my enemy. And in that other league, we're actually playing each other in the playoffs the first round this upcoming week. So yeah. I'm not too not too and, uh, and there's no shit talking or anything about yeah. that. So <laughs> but both our teams kind of outperformed what they they should have done. So um anyway though, not not gonna talk about that anymore. So I reiterating that what he just said that believe it or not billy and i are actually friends uh, outside yeah. as soon as this fantasy season ends or as soon as my team gets eliminated which looks like it's probably about to happen this upcoming weekend billy's gonna go back to being nice to me yeah yeah could i follow up on that question billy could you rank all three pensix in order from favorite to least favorite no, all, all four. You want to put Rod in there or my parents yeah, yeah. or Mary and Mary in there? Uh, so for those who don't know, the Pensics are like my family. I was born and raised with all of them. We played front yard football since I was like eight years old with them. Um, Andrew is the same age as I, so him and I have been best friends since eight. 
there was a time in high school where James was my best friend over Andrew um, because James and I just had more fun and Andrew had a girlfriend, I think. Uh, and then since after college, Sam and I have become super tight and he's my best friend. So I'd say, oh, I can't. I can't like in all honesty, I can't. It's fair. They all have their phases. They all have their, their pros and cons. Uh, I'd put Rod, Rod, Rod tights are in second. They're tied for, they're all, all three of them are tied for one. All right. Fair enough. Good answer. Very politician answer without answering without answering. That's what I do. <laughs> now the question that we all, we all have to know that's on everyone's mind, but no one put in the group me because um, I guess no one had the balls to ask was Billy, was the vagina actually bumpy? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it was right after I got done. It was the first time I'd ever done, like, been around that that thing. And uh, I came out. I was like, Andrew, I, I didn't know if it was normal. I think I even asked him to do it. It was so cool. It was so bumpy in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus man. Christ. So, uh, yeah, th- we asked Andrew when he was on if he, because you guys are best friends, to tell any stories about you. And that's the one he threw out was the whole bumpy vagina story. So, uh, you got any story about Andrew you want to throw out? Oh, shit. I mean, good, bad, funny. I don't know which one. Obviously I mean, we've had, we've had fights. I've, uh, he's, he's the only person that, uh, has beat my ass. Um, yeah, the and, high 10 story, the high 10 story, I was there and uh, uh, you tackled him to the bush as Ben and I were driving away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been in many fights, but we always come out stronger. But, yeah, he beat, he beat my ass one time. Um, I'd say the, some some good stories of Pinsley in general is whenever uh, Andrew would go out on a soccer tournament, uh, his parents, Mary and Barry, would go with him and James and Sam would just throw ragers. At, at the Pensac house and I would go tell my parents I'm going to hang out with Andrew even though he's out of town and I just go hang out with the brothers and get drunk when I was like 13 14 that was fun <laughs> Sam actually um, when he had the same question told the story about that party where the people came and showed up and like dragged you out into the front yard and oh like, yeah <laughs> tied you yeah <laughs> it's traumatizing. traumatizing I had no idea those people were I, I came out was screaming at them I don't anyway um, okay, well then, who outside the Pensics? Who else do you know in the league? Have you met anyone else? I know Ben, but you are Ben. Um, That's true. I said I grew up on the street with all of us. So Sam, James, Andrew, me, and Ben all grew up on the same street. And by the way, I love Ben too. I just like talking shit. Um, other than that, Kenny. Um, I think that's it. Like, unless we have more names, start naming people. Kevin? Kevin went to Kel. He was your age. Oh, I know Kevin. Yeah, I definitely know Kevin. Good dude. You never, you never met Teddy or Keenan, David? I don't think so. Jonathan? No. Wait, uh, I think I met Jonathan. I if he's Jonathan, Jonathan, I'm thinking of. No, you're thinking of Jonathan oh. Andrews. Okay. Who used to live near St. But um, anyway, um, Tyler, I think I asked you that before when you were on last time. So yeah, I need to get in that. This, I don't want this to turn into just a me interviewing uh, Billy here. So I will skip all these questions that were um, were supposed to be asked to Billy last time. And we'll just get into, there was like two or three questions that people asked in the group me for, I guess, for all of us. Um, so Tyler, you can start first. Let's see what's the first question. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? That's a random question, Teddy. 
I would have to guess over a thousand. I don't know what the over, what would Vegas set the line at, Billy? James says you're a gambler. What would you, what did you think the line would be at? No, I said uh, he's a degenerate the, gambler. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it depends on the tongue type. Like if you have a cat tongue, like a sandpaper tongue, <laughs> probably 750, 758. Uh, okay. If it's uh, a normal tongue, mm, 1100 probably, 1105, something like that. All right. I just think of the that commercial where it's one, a two, a three, yeah. a three. Uh, all right. Should the toilet paper go roll go over or under? I feel like that one's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, under. I'm just kidding. Over. I'm just kidding. Don't freak <laughs> out. <laughs> I was going to say, and that's why you're the villain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're psychotic. You're definitely psychotic. over. Under. Um, uh, what's the most prolific rivalry in, rivalry in the league? Is it? I I would say it's me and Billy. I'm watching it live. It seems to yeah. be the pretty obvious choice. It, it's got to be as much as just the Sam Teddy thing there. They've just never really won much either of them. Um, but if you look at the the past couple years, what's the history? Year, of me, it? me and last year, me and Billy in the finals. I beat Billy two years ago. Billy beat me in the finals three years ago. Well. Billy just missed the playoffs, but I lost in the finals. Four years ago, I beat Billy. Five years ago, Billy beat Teddy because I lost in the first round. So, like, how many years in a row? It's just me and Billy back and forth. So, it's got to be. Um, What else? What else? Ben says, should the Lions draft a QB and why not? No. Definitely not. So, you, you guys think golf is legit? Yeah, golf is they'll the have future. their chance though with that uh, with that Stafford pick. They'll have um, a top three four pick. I think if they were worried about the correct things, which would be my dynasty roster, they would continue to play Jared Goff. Maybe <laughs> even give him an extension. I think he's earned it at this point. There's no point in drafting a quarterback that high. I I think we stick with golf. Yeah, there, there's no quarterback worthy. I and personally. I mean, look at the history of Bama quarterbacks. I don't think Bryce is going to do shit. Look at the – or I guess Hurts doesn't count as Bama quarterback. Uh, and then Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, how many times have we seen a C.J. Stroud? All the time. They don't two, work. Two is starting to be pretty good. Is it? Yeah, two, two is good. But uh, yeah, McShay just put out his latest mock, and he had um, the Lions getting Stroud. And I think I told Ben that, and that's when he was like, hell no. What, speaking of, of Ben talking about Michigan football teams, Billy, did you listen to when I had Ben on and he talked about he made his argument for Michigan versus Georgia? Did you listen to that? Why would I listen to a podcast when you're just talking to yourself the whole time? Um, <laughs> it was a tough Because I'm good at accents. I did two. I, did ex- no, I, uh, uh, I have not. I have not. I need to. I will. That's very disappointing to hear that you don't even listen to the podcast. I do. I've listened to three. I just am a very busy man, dude. And all of November, I spent three days at home, at uh, or six days at home. So, well, I don't have time to sit and listen to my podcast as much. I feel yet. like when you're traveling, is the perfect time to sit and listen to. A I know. Podcast. I knew that. I knew that statement was coming because as those words come out of my mouth, I realized that's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> Tyler, you listen to a podcast on a plane, right? Yeah, pretty much every time. All right, there you go. I watch Pluto. Um, okay. Well, then I'm not going to ask you to counter everything Ben said, but uh, but yeah, he he tried to make an argument how Michigan just in general is a better program than UGA. Okay. I'm not, right. yeah, I, don't need, I don't I don't need to 
go there. All right, we'll start with Tyler on this one. Sam said, assuming you will all be contending in the next few years, what teams scare you the most to threaten you in the next one, three, and five years? I think my bold prediction on my episode was that the same four teams that made the playoffs this year are going to be the ones that make it next year. Over the next couple years, honestly, I don't really know. I mean, I think James is always going to be up there just because of the mass amounts of trades that he pulls off. I think that uh, there are a lot of up-and-coming teams, but everything can change so quickly that it's really hard to make a bold prediction on that. I like yeah, Notice that everyone stopped trading to James so we can balance out the league. Stop trading picks to James. You need picks. Stop trading around oh, your young talent away. Keep your team. Go through the bottom. Like Be on the bottom for a few years and build a team. Do not trade with James. You realize I didn't really trade this year for young talent. I traded for old talent. Yeah, whatever. The best <laughs> old talent in the league who just happens to get hurt. I think uh, Teddy is that up-and-coming team. Maybe not next year, but in that three-year window that Sam's talking about. I mean, look at his roster. Kenneth Walker is a top-five dynasty running back right there. Garrett Wilson has really turned it on. Brandon, I guess finally guys? living up. What? How was he able to get Walker and Wilson in the same draft? That Justin have been Fields, impossible. Brian Robinson. You don't want to say anything about that, James? You have no I'm comment naming, on I'm, that? I'm naming the players here that he has. But okay. uh, Najee, think... good, good young talent. Uh, I think Kevin is still on the up and up because he drafted well recently and he's got a lot of draft capital. I think next uh, year, um, next year, I think Sam is a team to look out for. He doesn't uh, have a draft pick, but look at his roster. Well, uh, first, if, let's look at the playoff picture today, and let's see Sam. No, no, I don't see him. Um, yeah, no, I don't think Sam. I think Sam's trash. Sam was the sixth, sixth place he finished this year. Yeah, he's trash. Uh, <laughs> Andrew's trash. I think. Uh, oh, Andrew's trash. Keenan is my up-and-comer. I like Keenan. He's his quality human, even though I've never met him. Um, and the thing about Keenan is, I mean, how old is Nick Chubb and Kamara? Because uh, that his thing has been his running backs for have has been his main thing. Uh, and I feel like they you know, running backs have the short career. Kamara is twenty-seven. You know, so that's older for a running back and Chubb is about to turn 27. So next year, of course, there's not going to be any issue with those two guys, but if you're talking the three-year window, running backs aren't doing anything at 30. Those two, he's going to have to replace them next year too. And he doesn't have a first next year and he doesn't have, you know, crazy depth. I think this year was Keenan's year. I think next year's Keenan's year, but he's in that three-year window. I think he might have to, go through, you know, another one of the ebbs and flows where he's going to have to re, uh, retool again. Yeah. Sam, I think, is the same way. I think Sam's going to be really good next year and just someone, you know, we got to worry about. I think beyond that, Teddy and Kevin are the next two guys up that are up and coming. Yeah, I like Kevin's team. Kevin beat me this year. Lost Kevin beat me this year, too. Uh, I got to give a shout-out to someone who I really wish the best for and really want him to turn his shit around. Some boy, boy uh, Kenny. Kenny, man, he's uh, looking at a squad, and I really wanted to say something nice. Don't have much nice to say. 
<laughs> but uh, you know, I, he's got his heart in the game, and I think he'll turn it around. He's just got he's got so many young like running backs that have disappointed. Edward Solaire, Cam Akers, Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and Javante Williams were all like within the past two years. Like these guys are going to be the next generation of stud running backs. Um, Truthfully, though, how I mean, how long is it going to take him to rebuild that roster? Because I'm looking at it now. I mean, I don't know how you could even fix that in three years. I had a roster like that when I first started, but then that was when tanking was allowed, and my nickname was Tank for Todd Gurley, and I got Todd Gurley turned it around real quick. And look at us now. We're all on this call. Um, I think the the team that has the worst roster is probably Ben's for the next foreseeable future. Just, which I don't understand. He had a decent roster, and he just said, I lost my <laughs> first couple games, and fuck it. Like, I'm all in. Like, We're he, all as good as a panic attack almost. He and had looking, Where'd they end up? I mean, all over the place. The person, the the from this past year, most of the players, more than any other team, I feel like ended up on Jonathan's because Jonathan got four guys or whatever in that one trade. <laughs> I got Tom Brady from him. Um, he and I, I flipped Miles Sanders back and forth a time or two. How do you um, feel about that's... that Stafford trade now, Billy? By the way, not to derail it too much, just out of curiosity. Um, well. First, I'd like to say that I, I never have high first-round picks, and I'm just a quality drafter. Uh, I didn't have a first-round pick last year, I don't believe. So I usually – like, I draft good. So, like, a last pick in the the uh, first round is not big to me, and I didn't have a second starting QB. But since then, I've made good trades with uh, – I think the I gave Kenny a third for Taylor Heineke. Uh, I love that. That's going to help. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's a great one. That's a win-now thing. And Stafford, I mean, he unfortunately, with an injury – uh, but at least I have depth when he comes back, my quarterback. Sure. Um, now, you gave the shout-out to Kenny. The person I want to give the shout-out to is Jonathan Griffey. We haven't said it really on the podcast, but uh, his son was born last week. Um, he's not joining us on the podcast. It's probably why he didn't start Baker Mayfield, but there's more important things in fantasy, believe it or not, and that's the birth of his son. So congrats, Jonathan. Congrats, and- Griffey. Welcome to the yeah. world, James Griffey. I believe he named his child. It had to have been after me, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you of were just course. such a great boss, a great leader at our time. <laughs> it only made sense. Yes, 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 it did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it would have been nice to talk to him. I have all four of the playoff teams on there. But um, but I guess I'm stuck talking to the two of you guys who are just going to consistently gang up on me this whole time. No, we stopped. We just have to get it out of the way because no, you've been having your brothers on the whole time, and they they don't they won't talk shit to you. You guys are brothers, so you have two honest men, great men, by the way, who <laughs> are great for first football. Your two biggest rivals. You're just scared. You hate hearing it from your rivals who are your competition. You know, so He's playing the victim role now. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about the, the matchups we had. Um, We'll start with you, Nuge. You and Jonathan, do you want to recap the first week and talk about what to expect from this next week with that matchup? I mean, not much to talk about other than Justin Jefferson, uh, uh, Josh Allen, and just my, my squad. There's, I'm just glad my, my boys get to rest a little bit going into the finals. So we're going to rest a bit. We're going to let Jonathan get a little close, maybe even win. 
but not by 40 points, which I'm up by, I believe. So, um, you know, I, I like Jonathan, quality human. So we'll let him go out with a bang. Hopefully he takes you in the third place game and that's it. What did you think when uh, you noticed that he did not start Baker Mayfield when Baker was starting, that he clearly just wasn't setting his lineup? I did not even notice that. Uh-huh. Wasn't wasn't it that Baker wasn't going to start originally? Didn't Wolford take like the first snap and then exit the game because he said his neck was tight or something like that? I uh, mean, Wolford didn't attempt any passes. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the game, so who knows? But um, it the you could be right. But my think, understanding is that Baker. I think should. that's the case. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. You'd think a fantasy football podcast with the three best teams here that one of us would know exactly what happened in a game last week, but. Well, he's all, he also has other uh, – I don't think he's caring too much about looking at his lineup right now with a newborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the same way last year. Uh, actually, yesterday was the uh, first birthday for my son. So That's awesome. Congrats. But, by the way, let's. I want to tell everyone a story from last year. James was in the delivery room making trades with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be hilarious if true. <laughs> Send them uh, 30 text messages, probably. <laughs> Actually, looking back, the last trade I made last year was the one with David on December 3rd, and my son was born on the 13th. So 10 days before my son was born, I, I made a trade. So that's pretty close. And that was the last trade of the entire season, was the one I got Fournette on. Shocker. Um. <laughs> Okay, you and me, Tyler, it wasn't a very close matchup. What are, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I had a lot of things go my way that first week. I thought once T. Higgins and uh, Zach, whatever the fuck his name is, tried to screw me, Zach Taylor, by saying that T. Higgins was healthy and then not playing him after the first snap, I was a little mm-hmm. nervous. Thankfully, Kyler Murray saved the day for me, decided he didn't want to play the rest of that game. And um, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty confident. But. I'm happy with the first week. Yeah, there was a time I looked early on in the day, after you know, in the middle of the one o'clock games, where I was projected to outscore you by like a good bit, by you know, almost ten points at one point. Um, and it, you know, that T Higgins thing, and a couple of my guys didn't show up, which really hurt. Travis Etienne was projected almost fifteen points, put up three. Mark Andrews put up two. You know, instead of the eleven, he was projected. So. Those guys really hurt me, but I thought Kyler going into Monday night, I'm down big, I'm down 40 points, but Kyler can get 20-some points. And if it's, you know, a 15-point game or whatever, then that's that's definitely doable. 0.66 from Kyler. 0.66. But how fitting, if if that's the reason I lose, how fitting it's because someone got hurt. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> uh, I can't think of a more deserving way for you to go out, to be honest. I hear excuse <laughs> after excuse for everything we say. About the um the well actually the truth is that Tyler and I were texting um and he said he was like man I don't want to win that way and I was like well and he, he said my team was really beat up and I was like well my team was more beat up during the year it's still kind of beat up but most of the guys are backups the only main the starter I'm missing is Cooper Cup which is a big loss you know I had to start Leonard Fournette at flex this week who got seven points but Cooper Cup would have put up significantly more. 
but everyone else that's hurt wasn't going to start. Zach Ertz, Michael Thomas, Rashad Bateman, you know, those guys weren't starting. The other injuries I had were throughout the year, but all those guys got healthy, like Mark Andrews and whatnot. So I'm pretty healthy at this point. It's Cooper Cup and now Kyler Murray. I'm missing two starters. Last year, actually, I was missing a handful of starters the entire playoffs. Um, that's why I was writing off last year. Like, there's no way I'm going to be Billy because you were healthy. So that goes to show you, though, also that anything can happen, you know, on a playoff matchup, even if you're hurt. Yeah. In our other league, not to go off on too much for a topic in our other league that Billy and I are about to play in the playoffs. Last week, I had, you know, I've had a couple guys go out lately. So I picked up, I had picked up two free agents right before the game day. And I picked up Evan Ingram and DJ Chark. Ingram put up 30 plus points and Chark put up 20 points. I got 52 points from the two waiver wire pickups that I subbed in at the last minute to fill in for injuries. So you, you can't really play the waiver that well in our league, but anything can happen. Um, and I also want to undo what Billy's saying I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to make an excuse because my team actually is fairly healthy right now. It's just Cup and now Kyler are the two. I'm I wish Kyler didn't get wires. this game. James, you, of course you took the guy. Did you pick up uh, Pierre Strong off waivers, or did you pick him in free agency? I picked him um, just uh, after waivers are already processed. I didn't make any waiver claims this year. This I put a, I put a waiver claim for him, but I also to drop uh, – what's his name? A.J. Green. But I also had A.J. Green for a quarterback that I didn't think was I, – I got two quarterbacks in waiver wires. I didn't think – I thought this was a quarterback league. I was 11. I got McCoy. Looking at it, the only two people who put in waiver – because you do you know you can see the waiver report and see every one no. who you tried to – if you are on the uh, page under the homepage where you see the recent activity in the top right of that, there's a waiver report button. If you click on that, you can see everyone's claim they made. Okay. So, so hold you, on. If you go in and look at that and see that I put a waiver in for Pierre and go pick yeah. him up, he can see that before that happens. Yeah, I manage another league where you can do the same thing. So he checks that every week. And then he goes and says, Billy, my enemy wants him. I got to go get him. Mm -hmm. I actually, Pierre Strong was one of my my guys in this last draft. I like him as a prospect a lot. Of course, he hasn't done much as a rookie. Um, I have a bunch of defenses on my roster right now that I just looked ahead to all the playoff matchups. So I had a defense for each week, you know, kind of played that out. But at this point, as soon as I'm eliminated, I'm cutting all those defenses. I'm just telling you guys ahead of time for rookies and guys who, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the offseason and whatnot, mm -hmm. who I'll eventually cut some of them for draft, uh, for my draft picks. But Pierce Strong is one of those guys. And I needed one less defense. And there's the, um, both running backs for in New England are questionable, right? Ramondre yeah. so, and Harris. Yeah. And that's why I w went after him. I wasn't expecting to get the QBs. Uh, so you never answered my question. Did you look at that waiver wire report this morning and then see that I wanted him and get him? I did look at the waiver wire report this uh -huh. morning. Uh -huh. No, let me, let me finish. Bastard. Let me finish. He's turning red. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at the waiver wire report. At least to be honest, I, I could lie here. I looked at it and I said, okay. And I said, Pierre Strong. I didn't realize the New England God running backs were questionable. And then I saw that you made a claim on him. And it wasn't – I didn't pick him up so you couldn't get him. I picked mm -hmm. him up because he was someone I was going to pick up after the season – the playoffs ended. And and then when I saw the uh, two Patriots running backs were questionable. The, this is why you're the villain. 
because no one else <laughs> yeah. does that. But I embrace the being the villain. I, I'm no the one evil does empire. That. I'm, I'm the evil empire, not just this league and my other bastard. leagues too. You dirty bastard. If it I, makes you I feel better. Go, hey, Billy, you made a claim on Marlon Mack. You can go get Marlon Mack. He's all yours. I think I Harris know. is going to play anyway, so I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I just like him as a long-term guy. It's yep. even – I mean, you weren't going to start him. I wasn't going to start him, but he's someone that I – I mean, I, like I said, he was – Because I heard Maude Stevens in True. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. That's a big injury if he misses a couple weeks. Yeah. Good work, but, James. Uh, Thank you for but, that. Yeah, I didn't make yeah. any um, attempts at quarterbacks. No one else did because these quarterbacks, they if it was during the regular season, they would have some value, like, you know, as a bi-week felon or whatever. You guys, neither of y'all starting Colt McCoy. Or no, but if he goes off, he can, like, if he, if either of these quarterbacks have good weeks, like if they finish the team finish strong, then maybe they're, uh, if another team's quarterback gets hurt, uh, they want to, Proven starting quarterback or quarterback, someone yeah. trades for him. Yeah, yeah I think Colt McCoy has enough sample size that even if he threw for 500 yards in the next week, that I mean, look, look, know, what, look, know look what, what happened is. to Heineke. Look what happened to Heineke. I picked I traded third round for Heineke because I had Wentz and Wentz got injured. And I was like, Heineke, obviously, I need him, but also. If he kills it, he could end up being a starter. And, and, and that's fine. I just don't think either of those quarterbacks have or Jeff Driscoll is the other one you guys figure. I don't think either of those guys have value going into next year. So that's I, why I, I think a think. good thing to add on that, though, is some guys are able to take these backup quarterbacks off waivers that aren't good and flip them for starting quarterbacks and running backs and, and all these great assets. So my thought was if I pick up Colt McCoy and I ask James how to sell Colt McCoy, maybe I could get a guy like <laughs> – like Jonathan Taylor or something like that in return for Colt McCoy. I don't know. <laughs> brainstorm. Hey, hey, we got to, we got to pay for that class. <laughs> ben and I were talking about Jordan Love actually today. So, He's so bad. He's so no, bad. Ben was, was seeing reports that Jordan Love uh, might be asking for a trade this offseason. So you go start somewhere. Who's going to start Jordan Love? Supposedly the article Ben was reading, I, I didn't read it, was saying there's a, um, some interest in him around the league. Some people, some believe. Was it an onion article? There's <laughs> <laughs> no shot. You realize you just keep doubling down on this Jordan Love sucks thing that if he ever actually starts or turns out good, then you're I will bite that bullet every day. There is no shot that that dude is going to be a good NFL quarterback. No way. But hey, the other one though, uh, Ben picked up Geno Smith last year on waivers at the end of last year. So that one's worked out. It's true. You never know. Yeah, you never do. I mean, Colt McCoy is probably the same age as Geno. Like, they both came out of career backups for a long time, so it, it can happen. I thought you were just going to pick him up because I saw you outscored Brady. I didn't know if you were going to try to maybe try to make a, a weird play and not put Brady in. No. Okay. I, I, I'm. It is what it is. I'm starting Brady right now, um, but who knows? I might – I'll flip coin and see if I want to start him or Rogers. I got to being down 40. I have to start Watson because Watson has the ability where he could put up a ton of points. If he's put the rust shakes off early, you know? Um, so it, it's not going to be Brady and Rogers. I got to go with the higher ceiling guys, but um, anyway, what about Evan Ingram, man? He's been a great fill in for Waller. I mean, this, this, what two weeks now? Last week, 30 points. The week before, I think he had double digit too, but I don't think much before that. I'd have to take a look. He's been 
So he's hit double digits three times. But yeah, he's averaging 8.3. But still, that's a last week helped me win the game. That that was the difference. Yeah. We got that, you a like, win there. Uh, okay. So what else do you guys want to talk about? We didn't have any sort of agenda or anything for this one. We've just been winging it. And I know you guys probably have stuff on your mind that you want to want to say i feel like i've done a good job saying my piece i think the start of the episode was kind of that time for me to be able to get some things off my chest that i haven't been able to say as i listen to these podcasts um so i feel good about it hopefully i'm able to pull off a win this week so that way you have to talk positively about me on the next podcast never (laughs) (laughs) that's that's where i'm at with it to be honest with you all right tyler let, let me ask you this if Somehow you uh you lose somehow next week. The three remaining teams rank them of who you who you pull for. First, I, I would just want to say I would sell my team. I would leave the league. Um, okay. and, and pulling for, I would be rooting for uh, Griffey one because Griffey's the man. I don't really think he has a shot, but Griffey one, Billy two, James not even James three. I'd put uh, a nuclear war at three, and then James at four. All right, Billy, what, what's your answer? Well, obviously me first, uh, then Griffey, just because it's Griffey, but that doesn't make sense. So it have to be one of you two. Uh, it's got to be Tyler, because James, after you told me you went into uh, the league this morning, just to see who I missed out on waiver claims, so you go pick them up. Really, is just a dirty move. So that's I'm not gonna what have I to say. say. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Tyler for sure. Oh, now I feel like I have to respond to that. No, no. We, we all know it's the truth. Just yeah. let it. I, I look at the waiver claims every single week. Do you guys not? It changes the story every time. Do you yeah. not look at the waiver claims every week? Do you yeah. ever look at them? We have to wait till the waivers process to check them. We can't look at them as the claims are being yeah. made. Mm. Okay. The perks of being a commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> I go in and just edit the claims of who's who everyone's waiver claims are what about you james what is what is your expectation i mean obviously oh oh, who i'd root for sure is that what you're asking yeah i mean i'm i'm with you obviously i want griffey to win if not me because he had a kid just now and you know what i I think he's a good guy you guys are assholes so but who's two that's the real question we knew who one was going to be who's two it's billy billy's my rival (laughs) but billy's my rival but Billy's also, I mean, like I said, once I'm eliminated, then I'll, then I like him again, you know, he's family. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Billy and I are those top have been those top teams for so long that it's like one of us, if one, if he wins, whatever, you know, we'll just be back next year. He'll be back. I'll be back. So it's like when the Patriots were, were good so many times, they always were going to the Super Bowl and always winning. It's like when they played the Eagles or something, it's like, I'm going for the Patriots. Fuck it. I don't care. It's just another Patriots win. I don't want the Eagles because I don't like them. I don't want Tyler because I don't like you. They're, you know, like that's we don't want the changing of the guard. <laughs> what, Billy? We don't want the changing of the guard. We gotta, we gotta stay yeah. on top. Yeah. So, so if if I lose to Tyler, I'm pulling for Billy. I'm just saying the league needs some new flair, baby. I'm hoping I can bring that to the table. <laughs> you and uh, and Teddy on the up and up. We said so. 
Um, okay, well, then predictions. Do you guys think uh, both y'all are pretty far ahead? Do you guys think you're both going to meet in the finals? It's what it looks like. You're both I'm not sure I'm confident. Really you, know. you both feel confident in your ability against the other? It'll be yeah, a shootout, which is exactly what I want. Well, if that ends up being the case, um, then I'll have the two of y'all back on, and it'll be a little different format. It'll be more me interviewing, or Teddy or whomever, interviewing you guys. We'll have to do this again next week for a finals preview, but hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it's me versus Griffey, and we got two upsets. Can we get a poll made, too? I'd love to see whoever's in the championship. I want to see what the league thinks, who's going to win, get some predictions, things like that. Let's do it. Hey, you make the poll when when the time comes. Two of them. Who who do you want to win, and then who do you think is going to win? Yeah, okay. Then you do them. <laughs> okay, happily. I only do it if I win, though. If I lose, I'm not sending the polls. I told you, I'm selling the team. We're moving on. New ventures. Yeah, that's fair. Then you're hoping for that whole nuclear war thing you were just talking <laughs> exactly. about. So. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Well, then I guess that's it. Any final words, or you want to just give me a second buoy? I mean – Suck it, fucking Bowie. Suck it, Bowie. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. See you, boys. Bye. Okay. You should be able to cut this up, right, James? The video. Is it not recording anymore? Oh, I stopped.